You are listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast where we break down concepts in software development in just a few seconds and discuss both technical and non-technical skills that will propel your journey as a developer. Ready, set, go. Here's your host, Susan. Welcome to this week's episode of Rewire with Susan. I don't know why I keep stressing on it. This week's episode, I, I just can't help it, sorry. Anyway, hope you had a smooth week. This week, we're going to be finishing up our conversation on databases. But before I start, I'd like to kick off with the dad joke. Um, okay, hopefully it leaves you smiling and not groaning in pain. Are you ready for this? Brace yourselves. <laughs> okay, what do you call a hippie's wife? What do you call a hippie's wife? Wait for it. Mississippi. Anyway, hope you enjoy that. Um, last week, I took you guys through what a database is and why it is useful for individuals and businesses. If you're yet to watch, I would suggest you listen to that first before proceeding with this. The link to that will be in the show notes. However, if you already listened to that, let's hit it. This week, we'll be starting with talking about two major classes of databases. They're called the relational and non-relational databases. When we talk about relational databases, as the name implies, they are basically used to store and organize data that are related to one another. You know how I mentioned that databases are made up of tables, which are made up of rows and columns. These tables are used to store information about related data. So think about a list of customers in a shopping store like Walmart, Jumia, or any e-commerce store for that matter. The database probably has a table containing customers and each entry or row on this table has information about one customer and also each of the columns hold information about the details of the customer and their transaction. So say David is a customer at Walmart, each of the columns may contain things like the address, that's his address or his customer ID, the items he bought, his payment method, his transaction ID and so on and so forth. Relational databases are written in SQL which is short for structured query language. Some examples of relational databases are Microsoft SQL, Server, Oracle Database, and MySQL. Now we'll talk about non-relational databases and these ones are different from the traditional relational databases because they store data in a non-tabular form. So they can be used to store data that can contain different types of information because of course, your data might not always be related. So um, the non-relational databases are more flexible because they can store complex and diverse data. Even though the data might have different types of formats, they are able to be stored in the same document. A common misconception um, is that non-relational databases are not used for related data, but in fact they are. However, they store, they store it in a different way from the relational databases. Now examples of non-relational databases are MongoDB, DocumentDB, Cassandra, I know that sounds like a name, right? 
Coachbase, HBase, Redis, and Neo4j. Now, there's some terms that are commonly associated with databases, which I'd like us to go through. The first one is query. Now, a query is simply a request for information. In an office, when you are being served a query, in most cases, that's in as trouble, right? <laughs> but really, you're being asked for information to clear doubts about a certain perhaps unacceptable action or behavior, right? But in the case of databases, a query is an action to send a request to retrieve data from a database. I'll say that again. A query is an action to send a request to retrieve data from a database, right? The whole essence of us creating databases is to be able to re retrieve that data when we need to and in the way that we need to, right? So this is what we primarily use queries for. It's also useful when you want to see or make use of a portion of the data in your database and not all of it. For example, with a query, if a database has all books about finances, right, by different authors, and you're only interested in the books by Benjamin Graham for whatever reason, maybe because you notice that the millionaires or billionaires right now have all read that book, um, you can easily set your query to get only those books. Another interesting or the next interesting terms I'll um, be talking about are tables, rows, and columns. Now, we've talked about this briefly, but I would emphasize a bit more on them. Databases, particularly the relational ones, are made up of tables. The tables contain all the data being stored and... Also, one thing to note is that a table is not the database, but a collection of tables make up the database. For example, in a database, you can have a table containing electronics. You can have another one containing skincare products, and you can have an entirely different table containing designer shoes, right? All within the same database. Each of these tables consist of rows and columns and each row represents each items within the table while each column represents each of the attributes of the items for example each column could contain the you know the designer name if it's the table for shoes you can have a column containing the designer name the hue height the color and so on and so forth now because we have the ability to store multiple tables in a database, right? We are able to create relationships or associations between these tables. And there are three types of those relationships. But before we get into that, I'll let you know how we can create those relationships. Now with something known as a foreign key, you're able to create those relationships. A foreign key is basically a column in a table that represents another column in another table. <laughs> Hope that didn't fly over your head. Anyway, it will be a bit clearer to you when we talk about the next term, which is join. Now, a join clause is what is used to combine columns from two or more tables with the availability of a foreign key. So for example, you have an online store, right? And they probably have a database. 
which contains a table of customers and then another table containing a list of orders. Now in the list of orders, a foreign key can be added to reference the customer that made the order. Can you see how a foreign key comes in? Now, because of the presence of this foreign key, I am able to retrieve a list of orders made by one of the customers with the join clause, right? So if I, if David probably made an order, an order containing some designer shoes, um, some finance books, which sounds quite ironic because prob someone probably reading a, a finance book might not buy designer shoes, but I don't know, um, choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe he, you know, bought all those things, right? Those items have their own different tables on the database. A database can be used to retrieve, you know, all the list of orders by just David. Because of course, on the database, you would have a list of orders by David, by Sandra, by... Um, Anthony, right? You have a whole list of orders. But if you want to retrieve a list of orders by just David, you can use a join clause. And the reason why you're able to, you know, have this relationship is because there's a foreign key which references the customer in the list of orders. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> I hope it does really. Anyway, now I mentioned earlier that there are three types of relationships, right? that can be made in a database and i would like to talk about that briefly so one of the relationships that can be created in a database is the one-to-one -one relationship um, another one is the one-to-many relationship and the third one is the many-to-many relationship. I'm going to talk briefly about these three types of relationship for you to see what it really means and it's a bit simple actually. Now when you talk about the one-to-one -one relationship it's simply the type of relationship where one record in table A can be associated with one and only one record in table B. Let me come again. One record in table A can be associated with only one record in table B. So think about a database containing people and passports, maybe their passport number or whatever. Now, one person can only have one passport and, and one passport can only belong to one person. In You have the same thing in monogamous. Monogamous monogamous relationships right one person has one partner and that partner is only partnered by one person now the next type of relationship is the one-to-many relationship and in this kind of relationship one entity in table a can have a relationship with multiple entities in table b but one specific entity in table b can only belong to or have a relationship with one entity in table a now i'm going to explain with an example hopefully that would make sense now imagine a imagine an instagram or facebook post right that has the ability to have comments added as a user you can make as many comments as you want. So the post is able to receive as many comments as, you know, people add to it. 
However, the comments are only tied to that post, right? The comments only have a relationship to that post. And in this case, there's a one-to-many relationship existing between the post and the comments. Now, you can also liken the same relationship to that between an employer and their employees. An employer can have as many employees as they want, but an employee is only allowed to have one employer. Ideally, of course, <laughs> this is valid for when it is a full-time employment. Now, also, the relationship between a father and the children, right? The father can have as many as 25 children if he so wishes, but the children are only tied to one biological father. So these are all examples of one-to-many relationships that can exist in a database. Now, the next and the final relationship that I'll be talking about is the many-to-many. And this is one where multiple records in a table can be associated with multiple records in another table. An example will be the relationship existing between customers and products. So a customer can purchase many products and a product can be purchased by many customers. The same thing you have in a school where a student can attend a couple of different classes like math, biology, English, and chemistry. And all those classes can also be taken by many students as well. And with that, we'll be rounding up the series on databases. Today, we talked about the two main classes of databases and some common terms you'll find when working with databases. I hope you learned something from this. Until next week, stay safe. Peace. Head over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. Remember to subscribe to your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. If you have questions, rants, or suggestions, send an email to hello at rewirewithsusan.com or DM at Sue Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.